I invite you to follow along with today's scripture readings that can be found in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. Prepare your heart and mind for the reading of holy text. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today is a day where we come together to remember the saints. It's a day where we come together to thank God for their lives. And in in a way, it is a day for joy, even though many of us still are mourning, even though some of us are still hurt by loss, we can still thank God that our loved ones are in that sweet shore by and by. We're gonna have a moment in in a few minutes to reflect on the lives of the saints who have already gone on before us, as well as to celebrate Holy Communion together. So I want to remind you that this is an opportunity for you to be reflective today on God's goodness and grace and the gifts that God has given to you along the way. And if you're at home, remember to get your communion elements ready for later on in our service. When we're looking at the saints, it's important for us to understand that there's a separation between the saints. And it's not what you might think about the holiest of the holy saints and maybe the lower saints. It's not like that at all. In fact, Maggie told us in the children's moment that the saints are everyone. They're all of us who are part of Christ's church. The, the delineation that we see in Christian theology is between the, the saints militant, the saints alive, the saints at work today, and the saints triumphant, the church triumphant, those who have already gone on before us and are in their eternal rest. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in our, our topic today, our story today, our sermon today, as we're reflecting on what it means for us to remember those saints, but also to remember that we are active saints today. A couple of years ago, I remember talking to a saint who has already gone on to his heavenly home. He was a member of my previous church, and he was one of those longer haul UPS drivers. He wasn't the one that would deliver things to homes. He was one of the guys that would drive the bigger trucks in between cities. And he would often stop for food, for gas, for all these other things on his longer journeys. 
And he would make a point of it wherever he stopped, whatever gas station, whatever restaurant, he would look for someone to bless. He always carried around emergency money, $100 cash in his pocket. And if he didn't have an emergency, he was looking for that person to bless. And one time he came to a gas station right uh, about two days before Christmas. And the lady at the cash register just didn't have that Christmas spirit. So he asked about it. He said, what's going on? And she said that she just didn't have enough money for presents for her family this year. You know, they would get presents from Santa, but she just didn't have anything to give. And so he went on and delivered his stuff. And when he came back through, he stopped at that gas station and he gave that cash register, cash office, that employee, I'm going to get it right eventually, that employee, that $100 cash so that she could get presents for her family. And I asked him, what made you decide to do something like that? And he said, Jesus told us to be generous. And so many people in my life have done things like that for me. It made me think of of a quote. You may have heard this, this quote before. Life is a series of choices. And every choice you make makes you. Every choice you make makes you. Every choice for that brother in Christ where he decided to be generous, every time he decided to bless someone else, he was building his witness as a saint. And friends, all of us have a choice like that. All of us have the opportunity to choose to go forth into this world in the name of God and for God. And I want to say that the saints before us, the saints triumphant, the saints in heaven are often the ones that can show us how to do this well. So first of all, why do we celebrate All Saints Day? In fact, you may know this, but All Saints Day is actually November 1st. It is November 1st. It is the official day where we celebrate that, but often in church, we don't come together on November 1st, and so we practice it at the next Sunday. So that's today. All Saints Day was once known as All Hallows Day, and those words are sort of interchangeable. Pastor Maggie told us about saints being used so many times in Scripture, and we hear the word hallow and saint being used uh, almost interchangeably in Scripture. In fact, you said the word hallow today. Do you remember? In the Lord's Prayer, when we were talking about God, we said, hallowed be thy name. When I was growing up, we used to say, hallowed be thy name. I don't know if if anybody still says, says that. I don't know if that's a South Carolina thing or if that's a universal thing, but hallowed. And there was a a gentleman who worked for the radio here in Alabama. Uh, He had this beautiful booming voice. I was working at Canterbury Methodist at the time and he heard me say that in worship leadership and he said, young man, you don't say borrowed, do you? You say borrowed, say hallowed. And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hallowed to make holy, to sanctify. We are not making God's name holy. God's name is holy, but we're saying it. Hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. We are saying that God's name is consecrated. It is made holy. It is important and special. It is set aside for God and God alone. And so when we're talking about saints, 
We're talking about people who are consecrated, set aside, blessed to make a difference. In fact, you may know this, All Hallows Day is November 1st. That's how we get Halloween. All Hallows Eve is Halloween. In fact, medieval people felt like evil would get the upper hand on October 31st. The evil was sort of more lurking around in the area, but by by the next day, November 1st, light and truth and God prevailed and won again. Not really what we still believe to this day, but you can see where Halloween comes from. John Wesley uh, was the founder of the Methodist movement, and he believed that All Saints Day was very special. In fact, he made a point to always celebrate it, and he wrote about it in his journals, and we have many of those. And it seems like John Wesley loved to tell the stories of the people in Scripture, excuse me, the stories of the people who had passed away. He loved to tell their story and celebrate their life and the faithfulness that they lived He would want to tell stories about the things they did and how their lives were consequential. They made a difference. In fact, I want to say that that being a saint means that you are consecrated for a consequential life, a life that matters, a life that can be helpful, not only to us now, but also inspirational and helpful as we remember the saints and what they've done. Revelation is a book in the Bible that if you have been to the Methodist church for a long time, you, pro- you probably don't know much about it. We don't preach from it very often. I don't know why that is, other than that there can be some places where it gets a little scary. Uh, my wife, Julie, is a chaplain at Birmingham Southern College, and when she's teaching about Revelation with students, she always reminds them there's no S in Revelation. In fact, if you hear anybody say Revelations, they don't know what they're talking about. It's one long revelation. It's not revelations. It's a revelation. John and Patmos had one. So he has, she has the students in the college, whenever she says revelation, they say, no S. Almost like an amen, right? No S. Revelation. But revelation, especially in chapter 21, has this beautiful moment in it where we encounter the saints. If you, look, if you read through, there, there are some things that are a bit amazing and and sometimes even scary. But if you read through, anytime the saints are mentioned in the book of Revelation, remember this is a vision of heaven. They are almost always restful, happy, at peace. They're worshiping God. They are clothed in white. One of the reasons we wear white on this day, All Saints Day. It's a symbol in Revelation of triumphing over evil and death, white. They're clothed in white. And none of them, none of them are far away from Jesus. All of them are close by. He's on the throne and they're around the altar. The saints in Revelation are honored and remembered. And they're seen as people who've led faithful lives, consequential lives. And they are, of course, at rest. Revelation 21 has the saints uh, again there in heaven, but the difference is is that now God is remaking earth and heaven. The resurrection of all the dead is about to happen. You see Jerusalem, this new city, not the old city, a new one coming down and everything is remade. And then notice what God does for the saints, both the saints triumphant and the saints militant. God will be with them 
God will wipe away every tear. They are healed. There is no more pain. Anything that troubled them in their mortal lives is over. They are taken care of. They are restored. They are at rest and at peace. That's a beautiful image, isn't it? That John's revelation that God gave to him, his vision, gives us this hope, this this certain future that everything will be taken care of one day. I know for me, the saints in my life who have already gone on, it helps me to feel at peace that they are there. In fact, John Wesley wanted to make sure that people in the Methodist movement understood that that's where the saints go immediately. There's no wait, there's no time in between that he, he talked about it in his teachings. Methodists don't really believe in purgatory or some kind of ongoing thing. No, they were immediately in the presence of God. And he used the story of the penitent insurrectionist or the penitent, penitent thief on the cross from the gospels. You may remember this, that, that Jesus was crucified in between two criminals, right? And one of the criminals would lash out at Jesus and ridicule him, right? The other is repentant. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. And Wesley said, that applies to everyone. We remember the saints for the ways in which they have lived faithful lives, consequential lives. Whenever we do a funeral, I know Maggie does this as well. We tell the stories of people, the things that that really just shines about them, happy memories, but we also talk about faithful memories, those lessons that they demonstrate for us that we need to remember and learn from. The saints before us give us, in a sense, several stories that become like a map, helping us to figure out how to be faithful in this life. When we celebrate them, we're celebrating them as a gift from God. And I know many of you feel that same way. The gifts, the memories, the lessons learned along the way. They made a choice, it would seem. Maybe not every choice was as saintly as it could have been, but they made a choice often, right? The choice, the difficult choice to be faithful, to do the right thing. And we can remember those lessons We can learn from them. We can try to make those our own. In fact, I want to say to us today that each and every one of us has a choice. Every day we have a choice that we can live as God's faithful people and to live out our lives so that they matter or we can choose not to. Every Sunday for the past four months that I've been here, we sing a closing hymn, Go Forth for God. And it's a beautiful reminder when we leave this building, when we leave this campus, we're not going out to do whatever might please us. We're going out for God. We're going out in God's name. And the choices that we make should be influenced on everything we heard, everything we saw, everything we read, everything we sang. All of that should go with us to inform our lives. So friends, we need to live lives of consequence, fueled by what we experience in church as well as the witness of the saints. They are given to us as a gift, as guides. Let us not fail to remember them, but let's also remember 
that the work is now in our hands. Will we choose to go forth for God today and every day? I hope our answer is yes. Amen. And amen.